and welcome to another episode of For the Love of Sports. My name is Michael Brazil. This is a show where I get to talk about sports, I get to talk about business, and I get to talk about everything in between today. My guest, I have Matt Lombardi. He's the co-founder of Beamini, professional hockey player, formerly with the Devils and the Penguins. Matt, how you doing today, man? I'm doing good, thanks. Thanks for having me on the show. The pleasure's all mine. You got this sweet, serene background. I don't really know where we are. Are we in a warehouse? Are we in like a startup building? I don't know, but it looks great. Some's coming through the windows for everybody out there just listening on the podcast. Five stars if you haven't already. Really would appreciate that. But Matt, I'm very excited to talk about Beam, what you guys do in the CBD, the health and wellness space, because we all know that's extremely important for athletes. Obviously, you being an athlete, you know that very well. But the first question I have for everybody on the For the Love of Sports podcast is... Why do you love sports so much? It's a great question. Um, Thank you. I, I grew up, I, I guess I was skating ever since I can remember. I think my parents told me I started skating when I was two years old. Um, I guess I'd probably answer that question differently as I've gone through life. Like, I'll just jump in answering that now versus maybe when I was in college or, you know, in like the kind of like my career. But I think now um, I just think sports is the ultimate metaphor for life. I just think it, it teaches you about competing, teamwork, leadership, winning, losing, dealing with adversity um, and being, you know, founding Beam with my best friends, Kevin, who's also an athlete, played baseball at BC, played professionally as well, similar, stopped early because of injury. Um, it's just so ingrained in our team culture as we're, as we're building the team, evolving, and growing a company. Like so many lessons in our style and everything that we do is just rooted from you know, being, being athletes. So that's how I would answer that. Now I think going back and, you know, answering that when I was in college and I used to love watching NHL games cause I'd be studying it. I'd be trying to learn just everything. I it was eat breathing. Everything was hockey. Um, that was just like pure passion. Just loved it. Loved everything about hockey and sports and learning about other athletes. And again, now it's just like a new chapter in my life. It's more just about like what, what that's taught me and how I use that, I guess, in a new, in a new phase. Yeah, and I always love asking that question to open it up because I'm sure we're going to come back to a lot of that stuff throughout the conversation, mm-hmm. right? Like understanding you as a as a founder, leadership techniques and skills that you've learned, obviously teamwork, you're going to need to know a lot about that, especially if you're going to run a business or even just work in a business in any capacity. So it's always a really important question that I like to ask. Um, and, and I think it's really important, again, from this perspective too, that you know, you were an athlete and now you are, I guess we could say entrepreneur, right? You co-founded a business. That's mm-hmm. I mean, that's an entrepreneur, whatever. And and really in a particular area that is, can we call like this, the wild west still is like, do you consider the CBD um, industry kind of still wild west? Yeah, I mean, it's a lot better. I've bought the stuff from the gas station. Don't think it works that well. I've also used real stuff and it worked a lot better. Surprise, surprise, right? So I guess, you know, I'm kind of curious uh, before we kind of, you know, it. Let me let me take a second. Sorry. It's live. It's fine. We'll do this. It's more fun this way. Right. But I always yeah. love to ask athletes, importantly, like how whose idea was it for you to end your career? Right. Because it's either injuries idea. It's either somebody says you can't play anymore, but you're still gunning for it. And very few athletes our letter C that is, no, I was actually pretty content and I was ready to retire. Like that's very rarely the answer. And I know your story a little bit. So if you don't mind telling us about your, your hockey career and kind of what led you to the CBD space, because I think that's obviously the crux of this entire story, right? Yeah. It's, it's so funny. You said this, I'm reading Michael Strahan has a book. I think it came out somewhat recently and I was reading it, the chapter, a couple of chapters reading this morning. He was talking about that when he retired after they won the Super Bowl. And he went through that exact process and went through the same thing, which just like he loved, uh, I think he said his dad said to him, um, 
it was from the movie Babe with a pig. And he said, that'll do pig. That'll do. And <laughs> he just kind of said, I think that like, once my dad said that to me, like, I just knew like, I'm done. Like, I don't, I don't want to get to the point where my body tells me I can't, when the coach tells me I can't, or like the fans or whatever, like I, I'm telling myself, like I can walk away from it. So I think I'm sure as athletes, like that's the ultimate is to leave on your own terms. So she was, it was just funny to be reading that this morning. But for me, I unfortunately just had a really bad concussion my last year playing and it just forced me to start thinking about life after hockey. And it was frustrating because I, you know, I wanted to continue climbing and improving in hockey and hopefully make it to the NHL at some point. But uh, having that timeline get cut short or just being forced to reconsider a different journey. Um, I remember those first few years after hockey in particular being really challenging, just wanting to go back and play. But then, gosh, every year a whole new, you know, flock of players come in, younger, talented people. It just gets harder and harder. Um, and I think, you know, then to, I guess, back into like my post hockey life, really what I learned from hockey, just as I was talking about earlier, is I was so passionate, but I loved it. And it was just so invigorating, even when it wasn't easy, even during the hard times, like, I still loved the process of it all. And mm -hmm. I started working at finance, a mutual fund company in Boston. I just found a lot of my friends that played hockey that, you know, had stopped either after college or playing pro for a bit, just got into commercial real estate or finance. And. Um, I, I ended up in finance. I, I love learning about something new, love learning about the markets and things like that. I ultimately was just starting to realize for me personally, like that path wasn't something that I felt overly invigorated or passionate about again, coming off, you know, playing hockey. I was trying to look for something that just kind of lit me up the same way. And, you know, my dad's an entrepreneur and I think I just, I have that in my DNA a little bit. And um, I, I guess I've, and it's funny, you know, we were just having a team call, um, and we often talk about, you know, we have some some younger employees uh, on our team, whether they're right out of college or um, you know, a few years out, that's their second job. But man, if I, if I could go back and I'm going to know now, I would have joined a startup and learned like this, like all encompassing experience and learn about fundraising, team building, like get involved in something really early stage. It's just such an amazing learning experience. And looking back, that's probably what I would have done. But I've always, and I don't know that I always would advise people because it wasn't easy, but I just, I've always just in my gut said, I'm just going to do what I think I'm passionate about. And I just, I trust that it'll work out at some point and I'll figure it out along the way. And so I left finance. I started coaching at a prep school in Boston and helping out with their varsity team. Had some great players. You know, Ryan Donato was on the team. Teddy Donato is the coach at Harvard and obviously, you know, an NHL great. Um, there's a bunch, there's a handful of players that have played division one, high draft picks. Um, so that was really fun just to work with, you know, players, great coaches, a good school. And what was interesting was when I was there, a lot of the players who I was just fresh out of school and uh, I went to Boston College and, and Boston College had just won the national championship again that year. And so that was, you know, especially being in Boston, like that was very cool. And I think ipso facto, they thought I was cool because I, you know, wasn't too far away from being removed from playing there and then playing professionally. So anyways, they would ask me questions all the time, like do you drills them after practice, what do you eat before games? They started asking about, you know, spring and summertime training to get ready for the next season. Uh, and long story short there, I just, I was, it was Teddy's kids, Ryan and Jack, they were on the team. They just started popping down in my parents' basement after school. I had set up like the perfect hockey basement through my career, just in area to shoot pucks and area to all the weights and training, everything. It was like everything you would need as a hockey player. It was, it was awesome. And started training them, working them out in the spring, right when the season ended. And then it just seemed like a snap of a finger and like summers come around. There's like a hundred kids in this training program. I didn't even uh -huh. really start. And I loved it more so. I didn't always envision myself wanting to be a strength coach. It was more just like I love mentoring. I love trying to inspire these young athletes. And then 
I also love like trying to figure out like, you know, everybody's on their phone now. How can I like use their phones as like a coaching tool with them? Uh, and I think that was more of my entrepreneurial brain that I didn't, maybe didn't realize I had at the time thinking like, how do I use technology to make this more efficient or like connect better with these kids? Um, and then that somehow led into meeting a dad who, uh, whose son had joined my program, who's a technology um, executive. And he said, hey, you need to meet my partner at this other company they're at. And he said, he built this app to manage his tech team. Uh, you should meet with him because I think his app he built would be like a great tool for you to use, to like put all these kids' workouts on and, and train them and coach them. And this then led me into my, I guess if you want to call that coaching program, sort of my first business. But my second business was I actually ended up starting with this guy, those two guys I was just telling you about, these two tech executives. Um I was sort of like the guinea pig initially of just like using that to coach these kids. And then I was just thinking, you know, was at, when I was at Boston College, all of our communications, our itinerary practice plan data, everything was in 15 different places. And this was like 2014, 2015 too, just for some context of, uh, you know, mm -hmm. timing, technology and things like that. And so long, I'll try to give the cliff notes here. Long story short, we gave that to BC and gave it to Harvard, both hockey teams, and just said, use this as your main communication tool for a year and see if it helps. Um, so that, that ended up being called driven, which the three of us had started. And that was really fun. We started hiring, uh, you know, a bunch of ex or current athletes, whether it be Olympic rowers, professional hockey players, lacrosse, and essentially we were selling this into their verticals and their sports of elite division one teams or professionals. So like the Bruins are using it, the Celtics used it, you know, we had teams at Notre Dame, at Boston college, Harvard, um, and then about three, I think it was maybe like three or so years ago, I, I wasn't all that eye to eye and aligned anymore um, with my two partners I started that with and ultimately decided it was maybe best for me to move on. And this is this is where my, you know, it takes an interesting turn, probably more of a unique story too, as I ended up, you know, launching Beam is I was engaged at the time and my fiance was a former Olympic gymnast and we were equally passionate about wanting to inspire you it's obviously me with hockey, her, the young gymnast. Mm -hmm. And what was fun from that was, um, we, you know, I was kind of into apps and technology at the time. And we developed an app that was kind of what I was doing with the hockey players, which essentially was, you know, inspiring them, mentoring them, coaching them, giving them access to stuff. But this is all digital. And so we launched this app and we built a huge community of young gymnasts. And, you know, if you're a gymnast, you're getting access to Olympians. We did a documentary series, UCLA gymnastics. We had the best coaches, trainers, everybody in here all the other young aspiring gymnasts could connect with each other sort of like in a social media way, but it was fun because it was only gymnasts. Um, unfortunately that business and relationship came to an end. Oh no. Uh, that yeah. was about three years ago, which then kind of segued into beam, which while I was sort of coming to an end, I had reconnected with Kevin and pause me if my story is getting confusing or too long, but <laughs> uh, oh, I, I reconnected follow. with Kevin yeah, prior prior to that ending, Kevin and I had reconnected in Boston, became best buddies. We were obviously knew each other and friends from school. And he was really kind of similar story again. Just, you know, he played baseball, played professional, was a high draft pick for the White Sox, had a bunch of surgeries, Tommy John, et cetera. Uh, wound up at sports, ended up working at VMware, which is a big tech company. Mm -hmm. uh, was doing really well, but I think was a story a lot of people can relate to you like I'm doing well, but I'm not really passionate. I'm kind of just, you know, an autopilot here and not really enjoying what I'm doing. I, I kind of want to change. He also had, his dad was an entrepreneur. He also had a little bit of entrepreneurism in his, in his blood like me. And, um, we started training for the Boston marathon in 2018. And that's when we started reading about CBD. So at that time, 
CBD definitely wild, wild west of what the heck is going on. What is it? People are so uneducated about it. It's still a very high skepticism, low trust space today. Uh, 10 to 10 X that 20 X that three years ago. And what was interesting is we started reading about it, but we didn't know what it was that get you high. Has it worked? It helps with all these different benefits. And ultimately we, our curiosity went over and uh, we were pretty skeptical because we used to get drug tested all the time playing sports. And, um, but ultimately we tried some products. We realized I was realizing benefits from it and some pain points I had somewhere with Kevin and, you know, we started talking about it a little bit more looking at it. You go, I, I would, you know, you'd look at it in the retail stores I carried or you'd see it at a gas station and think, man, this stuff looks like crap or, you know, it looks like it would get you high. It looks so medicinal and so kind of like clinical, like, a, you know, a doctor should be prescribing this to you because it, it comes in patches, it vapes, tinctures, these really weird form factors. And so Beam started to be born out of the idea of looking like, I think, you know, this is a great ingredient. And I think we could really pioneer this just to be a more mainstream daily supplement, just like you might think of collagen or vitamin or fish oil or something like that, and not have it be such a weird foreign thing. Because really, when you understand what it is and what it isn't, it really should just be consumed on a daily basis because of the benefits that it has to your body. Um, and so Beam really was born of let's build super high quality products. Let's build a great brand. Let's understand how to create products at the best for what we wanted to do is build great products, the best athletes and performers in the world, trusted and used. And then our challenge would be, how do we then brand it and communicate it so that the masses are interested in using this too? Um, and, you know, that meant think about products innovatively in terms of form factor and understanding the pain points and reasons people want to use them. So we'll, we can dive more into Beam, but that's sort mm -hmm. of, I guess, the timeline. And the one thing I'll say at the end is just kind of, again, like unorthodox. That's why I think looking back, I'd say, I wish maybe I, I just went to a startup early on and got a little bit more, but there's definitely something to be said. I guess you can kind of say like having a couple of failed startups um, and, you know, the learning that you can go through from all of those things, they're very encompassing learning experiences, but I guess that's my, that's my, I guess I was kind of long, but that's my story. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah. I mean, and I, uh, I repeat this to myself every single day. There's no such thing as failure, only lessons to be learned. Yeah. Right. And it sounds like you learned a lot from all of those opportunities and, it would have been cool if you went to a startup, but you wouldn't be here right now. You wouldn't be on this podcast. Your life, I mean, you essentially peaked, man. So like, you know, kudos and congratulations to you for getting here. But no, in, in all sincerity, I think it, it is really um, important, as you said, you know, it's funny, you know, as I told you before we got on, you know, I, I started in finance as well. Absolutely hated it. That's what got me out of finance. And that's what got me into working in sports. It's the thing that I'm most passionate about. It's really the thing that I'm only passionate about is is sports and and just being around it and, and understanding from athletes and people that work in this space. And we work in this space because we love sports, but it is a crazy space to work in. I think we all can agree upon that. Uh, and you've really you dove in, you know, multiple different fronts, right? You you dove in from the the high school prep school level where you're you're working one on one with these athletes. Then you went to, hey, let me try and sell this app to colleges. Like that's pretty cool. This uh, would you say the, the the Bruins were using the application, yeah. right? So. And then, you know, then you went the Olympic route, which I went the Olympic route. Shit's even crazier. People don't know about, which is pretty cool. And, you know, now, now you're here, uh, you know, helping, you know, from a sports perspective, you're helping athletes, right? But you're helping weekend warriors too. You're helping people because you understood what this product was. It just came from that love of sports, which I think is pretty darn cool and how you did it. And I guess I'm kind of curious, like what, you know, going back to that, you know, that 2018 timeframe, right? Starting this company up, what made you, I mean, I've taken CBD before, but I was never like, you know what I should really do right now? <laughs> I should start up a company. You know what? So like, I'm kind of yeah. curious, like why, 
was it did it have that big of an impact on your life? Did you see that there was a market opportunity there? What was it that you were like, Kevin, man, we we have to do this. And I think we have to do this now because this this stuff is going to get pretty crazy. Yeah, it's a good question. Um, there's a there's a few things into that. I think that one, Ken, I had been wanting to do something wellness related for a couple of years. And because that's what bond, that's like a, one of the cores of our friendship is we just love all things, health and wellness, staying active, working out, nutrition, all those things. <clears throat> and so this is, you have this emerging market happening and, you know, you can have a great idea, but if it's not the right time, it just won't mm -hmm. work out. And we happen to be right in the thick of an emerging market going on. And there's been such an interesting uh, timeline over the last three years in CBD in particular about payment processing and COVID and like what that's done to the industry. I want to say there's around like 6,000 CBD companies, which is actually a lot. It's an insane amount when you think of something like that. Like if you picked, um, you know, like uh, athletic apparel or something like that, I, I would be shocked if there's anywhere remotely close to that number in terms of, you know, companies in the U.S., Everybody, so getting a bank account, getting banking, doing payment processing, these are all insanely hard things. Just if I wanted to go start a business or we wanted to start a, an apparel company today, we could open up a bank account in five minutes, set up an online store if we had product and sell it really easily. All of that is and but was incredibly complicated a few years ago. And what was interesting was you had, uh, there's pretty much like half the market now hasn't made it through this payment processing challenges and then also COVID. Um, but within all of that, we saw there was a really just interesting opportunity because no one, everyone was doing the same thing. Everybody was just putting similar looking labels on these tincture bottles and just trying to jump essentially in a gold rush. Um, and we really looked at it and had, uh, I guess we just more of approached it from like, you know, having a vision around the space, which was really, we can live it. We can really be the leading athletic active lifestyle brand in the space. And we also knew long-term that we don't think it's like all about being just a CBD company. We always thought like we can be a wellness company. And for us from the beginning too, is like really how do we become different in the space? Every space I think is saturated and crowded, um, particularly around this for, you know, bars and proteins and supplements and things like that. Um, but it was really, I guess to be more direct to your question, it was just like seeing there was an actual market opportunity that was very untapped. No one, no, there was no clear winner. Um, and then seeing a differentiated approach of kind of getting from like this emerging market to emerging as a leader, which um, we've done a really good job of. And I, even just, uh, I guess, you know, in terms of revenues in, in, in the business, like we have emerged as a leader in this category, which has been great to see. Um, but it was, I think, just the excitement around um, like the challenge, like can we have these ideas that we have in our head? We think we're, you know, are good ideas. Can we actually go execute on them? I think that's probably, I don't know that we directly said that to each other. But I think that's like what was rooted in like, let's not be all talk. Like, let's see if we can actually go do this. And that, you know, we're competitive, competitive guys. Right. You're coming from a competitive perspective. You guys have both been on teams. The leadership aspects, as we said, we were going to bring those up at some point during the conversation again. I guess, you know, that's from the business perspective. And it all really makes sense, right? It's it's a lot of these companies, especially in 2018. Most of the shit was getting sold out of gas stations and head shops, right? And they all looked like they all had like Jamaican flags on them. It's like, well, is it weed though? Is it not? Like, I don't get, I thought it wasn't, right? Like, so, what, so it was really confusing, especially back then. I still think it is pretty confusing now. But as you said, yeah. we're starting to have... Uh, uh, many more brands come out and be different about it. And I think, as you said, you guys are doing that in a really great way because you're looking at it from that holistic wellness perspective. We think this can be a piece to the wellness puzzle for you. 
if you, especially if you're an athlete, but if you're just a regular old human being like me, I go on a couple walks a day. I really like it. I enjoy it, but my knees hurt occasionally. So, hey, maybe this yep. is something I can use one of these days, right? So I, I think it's really important to understand it from that perspective and, and understanding that if you're going that sports route, you're going to get a huge crowd of people because sports is the only on-demand like time appointment television you need to watch now. I'm, I'm going to watch the Mets game at 7 because the Mets are on. I'm not going to watch the Mets game tomorrow. I'm just going to watch the highlights on YouTube if I miss it, and it's going to be over in 15 minutes, and I get everything that I need, right? So that is the – I always think that's why the media rights and everything, blah, 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 blah. But I think that's a really great way of going about it because you have relationships with some of these incredible athletes. So before we do dive into some of these athletes and, and why being from – you know, being athletes for athletes is really important for you guys, I guess I'm kind of curious. So that was the, the business perspective, but for you personally – what did CBD do? As, as you said, you know, you had a really bad concussion back in, you know, 2012 or whatever that year was. I'm sure you had a couple more injuries along the way, especially being, you know, a top flight hockey player. What has CBD done for you and, and how has it helped you personally outside of saying, hey, I want to start a business around this? Yeah. So when we when we were training for that marathon in 2018, I'm not built like a long distance runner. I'd never done long distance. Kevin was one that got me into it. Um, I've improved a lot as a runner, but that, that essentially that was my first long distance run. And in hockey, I just wasn't used to doing that type of training because you really don't train endurance like that. Um, so my, my knees, my Achilles, my ankles, I was getting all this tendonitis and inflammation, aches and pains. It was really bad, like the point where I couldn't even keep up with my running schedule or, or the training program that our coach was giving us. And that's when we started using CB. And I realized in the consistent use of it, um, the aches and the pains are starting to become less and less. And one of the benefits of CBD among many is that it helps with inflammation, aches, and pains. We have um, in our body what's called, this is okay just to go into like a quick CBD one Please. I, that was going to be yeah. the next question, honestly. Yeah. Like, what are some of the things that it does for yeah. like the regular human? So please. So, and I'll just end that story and say like, for me, like that was the fact that I could go work out and do what I wanted to do unprohibited from, you know, having knee issues that had been bugging me, not even just in running candidly, like even just since hockey, that was huge for me. And that changed my life. I mean, that was, frees me up and, um, so the high level of CBD is you have the cannabis family of plants and you have hemp and you have marijuana. I'll just keep it super high level and, and simple. Um, all of our products come from hemp, but in both of those plants, you have a bunch of cannabinoids, which are just these different compounds inside the plant. THC is another commonly known one. That's the one that gets you high. And that's more prevalently common in, in marijuana. Um, but in hemp, there's really, really low amounts of THC, high amounts of CBD, and a whole sort of portfolio of other cannabinoids. Um, what's really interesting about CBD is that in our bodies, we have what's called an endocannabinoid system. This is maybe 20 or so years ago, I want to say, um, we realized we had this in our body and essentially its main job, our ECS is to regulate our body, to keep it in balance, to maintain homeostasis. So said differently, essentially what its job is, is to make sure all of the different functions going on in our body that we're functioning the way that we should be. So when we're dealing with stress, when our body's getting ready to go to sleep, when we're dealing with digestion, inflammation, aches and pains, anxiety, stress, all these different chemical reactions, our body has a process just to keep everything in balance and sort of like checks and balances, um, like through training for a marathon or being stressed at work, not sleeping well, eating well, just being out of whack and routine. I'm sure we, we, we've all felt this at times, like your body just feels out of whack. So what's interesting is that CBD uh, essentially is like a little, like acts like spark plugs or repair men for your endocannabinoid system, which is then impacting a broader range of things in your body. 
So that's why it's confusing because you're like, how does CBD help us sleep? But it also helps with this. And how does it help us sleep? But it doesn't make me, it's not making you tired. It's more just enabling your body to get good night's sleep in the process your body naturally goes through. So that's what's so cool about it is it has so many interesting things. And so when we, for me at the time, it was really about aches and pains and inflammation that it has helped mitigating. Uh, and then over time, I realized just more general benefits from it. But one thing we realized early on was people were using beam and we just had a tincture and oil and adjustable oil and a topical people were using our oil for very specific things like sleep, stress, anxiety, inflammation. They like during it, during the working hours and brain fog and things like that. And so that led to our sort of our innovative product approach, which is like, okay, if people use this one ingredient for sleep, rather than building our strategy wasn't to have a hero product and just do one thing like mm -hmm. that. So we said, why don't we make a great sleep product? So we use the power of CBD, but then we also add in melatonin, reishi, L-theanine and magnesium. So it really has a specific sleep function. We then created, we call them revive capsules. So we know people love it for inflammation. So we added CBD plus turmeric and a whole stack of other ingredients that are antioxidants and anti-inflammatories to help with those uh, inflammation, tendonitis, arthritis, things like that. And then again, kind of across the board. So, uh, that's, what's interesting is my story is like, is different than someone else's story of CBD. There's a whole range of it. And that's, that's how we also have led to sort of the product portfolio that we have, which is very, very functional, very benefit driven, just because there's a wide net that CBD can help with. Yeah. And I, I think that that's, you know, a now understanding it a little bit deeper. Uh, obviously it can help a lot of different people do a lot of different things. As you said, you originally started taking it for one specific reason, but then you found mm -hmm. out it can help with so many others. And now I'm assuming, please correct me if I'm wrong. If you take any of these, it, there's still a general benefit to it. But then, as you said, if you're looking specifically to sleep better, take sleep, but I'm sure it's going to help with any kind of aches and pains because the CBD is still there. Correct. Yeah, exactly. It's, that's why, um, you know, people, that's that's how exactly how we thought about our products, and, and we want to educate people too, just around CBD. It's good just to take in general because it's helping, even if you don't feel it. I think a lot of time people use supplements and are, are especially in cannabis or in CBTH, so like you're expecting to feel something immediately. It's not exactly how it works, um, but just generally, just like you take collagen, you know, my hair doesn't shoot out, my fingernails don't just like grow like weeds. But like over time, you start to realize maybe your skin and your hair and your joints feel healthier. Um, Similar to CBD, just like it's, it's more just a continued use thing and, and you should just notice your body feeling better because essentially your body would be functioning more more efficiently. I love it. Well, I can't wait, man. I'm very excited. I think I already ordered some of the beams. So I'm very, I don't remember which kind <laughs> I got. Well, I guess we'll see. I guess we will see. So I'm very excited for it. And so um, how, one thing that I've noticed with the CBD product is everyone's putting CBD in everything right? Like it's, it's, mm -hmm. it, this has, see, I think uh, for Christmas, my wife got from her mom, like some like random lotion. It's like, but it has CBD in it. And like, is yeah. from your perspective, is that more frustrating or is that more of a, well, Hey, at least more people are starting to accept it. More people are starting to say, Hey, this, I guess this is a normal product. Like, how do you kind of fall on that? Because I could see it being really frustrating. Then it's just like, well, now we all look like a dime a dozen, but then there's the other side, as I said, of, well, at least more people are seeing the name. They're seeing the the three letters. Like, hopefully that's going to help us in some way, shape or form, right? Yeah, it, it's a good perspective. You can look at it as, you know, the adoption of it into a lot of things is is helping normalize it. So it's just like a normal ingredient and not being so associated with getting you high or relaxing you. Uh, the other side to it, though, is is like this, the marketing tactic people use with it. Um, 
you know, whether, you know, if you're seeing a really small milligram amount, you know, I see CBD in a lot of beverages, um, you know, is that really efficacious? Just like, I guess, you know, would you take, you know, 2% daily value of a vitamin C usually you see higher things, I guess, to make a comparison. So, mm-hmm. um, there's, I guess there's times when it gets, it is a little frustrating just to see it being used more as a marketing thing. Um, but at the same time, I think that's like the opportunity as well to look at it the other way is like we, with all this noise going on and I've seen it in sports bras, I've seen it in blankets, I've seen it in hamburgers. It's, what? uh, yeah. How do you put it in a blanket? Like, what is that? I'm not sure. And I don't know what happens it. if you wash it. Yeah. Shout out to um, that person who thought of it. Cause that yeah. it works. That's the, that's the yeah. crazy part. Um, is it also is the opportunity like we if we just continue to be the trusted source of it or one of a very small group of trusted sources of quality products so uh it's definitely i would say buyer beware type of thing um i think it, it creates a lot of skepticism from consumers when you just start to see it in random things and understand why is, this, is it efficacious for me to put it in every single beverage I just what we're talking about though like it does has benefits just to be consuming cbd um but you know understanding like how much is an efficacious serving and mm-hmm. what form factor is it coming in? Um, you know, things that are in edibles uh, typically aren't that efficacious from just an absorption standpoint. Um, so definitely need to do your knowledge or your research on it before you, before you get something. And and that's the frustrating part, right though? Cause like, where, where do I do my research? Right. Am I getting it from a brand? I, I believe that you're a trust trusted brand. You, you've built this, you know, relationship with your consumers over time, but Three years ago, nobody knew who the hell you were, right? So how would they know that you're the trusted brand to go to? So I think that part's very fr- frustrating about it. And again, using that word trust, that is something you earn over time, right? So how do you go about, how did you go about, you and Kevin, go about building this brand Beam to be trusted by athletes? Because again, I worked with many Olympic athletes and we talked to CBD companies and anytime they said trace, they said trace amount of anything, conversation's over, can't do anything about it. Right. And it's, it's so frustrating, especially because so many of these athletes, especially again on the Olympic side, they test positive once their career is essentially over. I mean, like, obviously it's not 100%, but it's essentially over. How do you, how do you gain that trust? How do you gain that ability to go to these athletes and say, no, 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 look, this is what it's going to do. This is what it's done for me. This is what we think it'll do for you. Yeah. I mean, just, you know, to, to related to sports it's like same thing like you know the the year you win a championship team or you're on a championship team like that doesn't like you don't that doesn't happen like in that one game and you win a championship right it's a process of things and it's like Mm -hmm. the daily practice it's it's the beginning of the season you kind of go on that grind uh i would just correlate that back to this like we didn't we didn't have that like you said three years ago when we're starting this out we our approach was we started CrossFit was the first sport that we really got involved in terms of working with athletes. And those first few athletes that we brought on as partners or athletes, um, we really had to connect and build trust with them really just verbally and actually just having them use the products, but getting them like that. We were athletes and we understood the importance of what goes into your bodies. Kevin and I have never been high before that also made them feel a bit more comfortable. Personally, we don't even screw around with THC. We're not anti THC, just not part of our lifestyles. We explain to them the insane testing process we go through. Um, And then finally getting a few of those athletes on board, they're getting drug tested. We're able to get some other athletes and CrossFit on board. So all of a sudden now, you know, fast forward, maybe six months, 12 months, we're working with the best athletes in CrossFit um, who are clearly getting drug tested and are clearly insanely intense with what they put in their bodies, what they don't put in their body. Uh, That then led to being able to have conversations, you know, with, Baker with, you know, even just friends in the NHL or in the MLB. Um, 
you know, Venus Williams participated in our last funding round. Um, she's become a big fan of the products. Uh, that That is sort of, again, like, you know, we didn't just be able to go out and do that overnight. It, it really was like a painstakingly process. I wish it was a better answer of like, we did this one thing. It was really just like we had to have conversations no. and build relationships and us being athletes was at least able to be relatable to them. Um, and then I guess like, you know, you fast forward and we just continue to have those conversations. So now we just, we work with a bunch of amazing women who are competing Olympics and running. Running is a new category or, or community that we're trying to build in. And those conversations that happened about six months ago were just so different because we had a whole roster of athletes that their careers on the line with drug testing and making sure what they, what's in their body, what's not. So it's evolved, but in the early days, it was really just building relationships and um, having people take a little bit of a leap of, leap of faith and uh, a, um, a calculated leap of faith, but a, a leap of faith nonetheless. I like that. And no, I mean, a brand isn't, you know, built in a day. I, I don't think there is one yeah. thing that a brand can do. I'm sure, you know, we can go on the internet and I can be debunked very quickly, but like mostly brands are built over time, right? And, and again, in this, such a specific area, that you guys are in where there's some major consequences that would really suck if something came up. Um, yeah. I do think the fact that you and Kevin have never used regular TH, you know, just THC. I think that probably raised a couple eyebrows and they're like, Oh, okay, well I guess then this is fine. We'll see what happens. And again, clearly it worked out and you brought up some of the incredible athletes that you guys are working with now. I think it is so cool. How, how do you differentiate, I guess, between someone that wants to invest in the company, somebody that wants to be an ambassador to the company? How do you look at athletes? And it sounds very strategic because, again, running is now a category that you're really trying to go after. So I'm assuming that was on purpose. But especially in the beginning and, and you know, now, you know, how you just kind of took us through the, 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 the creation of the brand and the trust. What was that like, you know, starting to bring on athletes as as ambassadors, as investors, as parts of your company? Because obviously it's, you know, to the core what you and Kevin are trying to do. Yeah, I mean, at the highest level, uh, you know, as you were even just asking to like, how do we build trust? For us, it's, um, you know, we always felt like people uh, trust things that people that they admire use. And so, you know, in the context of CrossFit and running and some of these sports, um you know, we, we let these athletes sort of be our North stars, like our um, validation that this stuff is legit or else obviously I wouldn't be using it or screwing around with it. Um, and so in that, when it comes to the conversation around funding one, I wish it was probably a cooler answer. Like sometimes it's just the timing, like are we actually raising a round of funding or not? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with Baker, we just, we happened to meet Chris, one of his managers on his team and it wasn't even about Baker. And he just shared that he was Baker's brand manager. And we started having the conversation we said, Oh, you know, by the way, we're, you know, raising our seed round of funding right now. If that would be interesting, that conversation happened. And, um, so it's happened a little, just sort of, I guess by good, you know, grace, good luck of timing that we're actually raising around. Um, but we also think like if someone can come in as an investor and then as a brand partner, um, and sometimes that brand partner comes in, you know, either through a cash, uh, compensation or an equity compensation, um, it's just such a great, great way to build alignment with people. Um, like they actually have their own skin in the game. They clearly want beam to be successful. You know, they work really hard, obviously for their, the, the capital that they do have. And for them to put that in the business, we obviously take serious and it just gets everybody super jazzed up to grow that relationship. So, um, we, yeah, I guess, I, I guess that's the essence of it is just yeah. like, Yeah. And I also think one thing that's really interesting, um, again, you're talking about timing of, oh, well, hey, are we, are we, do, are we having a seed round or are, are we, are we looking for investors? I also think we're in a really unique time for just athletes because 
they are now realizing, you know, more so than they have in the past that their their brands can can drive significant revenue, that their their time on the field isn't going to be as long as everyone thinks it's going to be, right? So outside of, you know, back in the day, it was Michael Jordan, right? And everything was Michael Jordan. Now, every single athlete, right, has a clothing brand. They have yeah. a, this brand. They're investing in that. You're seeing it now. Kevin Durant, LeBron James, these are like billionaires doing everything they do. They make more off the court than they do on the court. They're some of the highest people played in basketball or paid in basketball. So I think just from a timing perspective of CBD blowing up, right? And the fact that these athletes realize like, hey, I need to create some long-term wealth. I can't just rely on this this paycheck I get once every 17, you know, one every 17 weeks, uh, I think is a really, another really, really important part to it because that's obviously led to more athletes. I mean, you see Naomi Osaka, what she does off the court is just absolutely insane. Serena Williams, you brought mm-hmm. up what she does off the court, what they invest in and how they do it, I think is just so cool. You can learn from um, just kind of what they're doing. Uh, so we talked about the different products that you guys have what's next you kind of you know we spoke about it you know very very oh and by the way you kept saying baker i'm just gonna say it was baker mayfield there i I hope that's okay but um you said his name a couple times so i feel like we could at least just give the man his uh, his due but um from from like a new product perspective right beam you know it's it's associated with cbd for a lot of people i'm assuming because that's your number one main source of product. But as you said, you want to be a wellness company. So what what does that look like, Nash? You don't have to obviously give away the farm, but like what are some of the other things that are close offshoots that you can still connect? And it's not like you're going into like Theragun. <laughs> you're trying to make those kind right. of products or anything. Like what's what's something close that we can kind of start getting into to really, again, start to expand this idea of a wellness company? Yeah, so <clears throat> we, we actually recently launched a line of hydration products and they don't contain any CBD or cannabinoids in them. Um, and so part of that is, again, like when we think of just a broader wellness company, you know, the different avenues that we can impact people's health and wellness, you don't, it's that question, like we're talking about, there's just CBD, everything. Of course, we could have added CBD to these hydration products, but we thought about it, like it really wasn't essential to do that. Um, we, we've built out a, a, a bunch of products that complement people sort of in their 360 lifestyle and we're, we're giving them enough CBD already. We don't need to also add it to other products just to add it for the sake of adding it. If they want so to, they're always, more than welcome to, right? <laughs> like they already have it yeah, at home. So they can just put a couple drops yeah, in guys. It's not too bad. Exactly. Uh, and so we, we looked at it as we always want to focus on function and benefit versus just like, let's make a product and figure out how to market it. And so for us, we've tried to figure out, you know, we talked about Matt Frazier, who's he's won the CrossFit games five years in a row and, you know, super intense athlete and, and maybe not overly familiar with his name if you're not in the, in the CrossFit sport, CrossFit sport, but like he's a big Nike athlete. I know all the Nike athletes respect him because he's the fittest man on earth. Uh, and then at the same time, there's this whole other just wellness aspect to our brand in terms of like the wellness community, like in LA, you know, we, we always reference one of our friends and our partners, Nicole Kogan, her name's um, Noah Bread on Instagram. And She's the opposite of Matt. She's sort of just petite female who loves going to yoga, goes to Air One, the grocery store, uh, you know, has her green juice and uh, like those types of wellness things. Where So her and Matt are just sort of at opposite ends of the spectrum of what they do for their fitness regime, how intensely they train, what their goals are, their lifestyle, not just male, female, obviously, but also kind of like the intensity, like intense mm-hmm. professional athlete, like, and then just living a happy, happy healthy lifestyle. Um and our goal is how do we speak to both of those people? And for us, it was uh, sleep, recovery, energy, and balance are common threads between those two people that we can impact their health and wellness. So whether you're an extreme athlete or you're just trying to be a better version of yourself, 
those are the four areas we think we can focus on in terms of benefits to provide that are consistent, help us impact a lot of people, not just athletes, not just wellness enthusiasts, uh, and also are meaningful. And so it keeps us super focused in our product strategy so that we don't get too crazy. And we're talking about like putting CBD and all these things or branching out and creating massage guns and getting into that space or, you know, wanting to become an apparel company. Um, you know, we stay pretty disciplined and then, uh, Really, if it's just like we want to think about too, like what are the real pain points that people experience? And there's a whole bunch of other stuff we want to get into in the coming years. Um, but it's how do we create and serve real pain points and benefits people are actually looking for? Uh, and then what are the what's a stack of ingredients that really help do that? Um, and then you know if it's a, can, can we make it taste great? What's the form factor it comes in? Is it convenient? Meet these people where they are. You know, again, like early days in CBD, you saw patches. You know, I think most people typically would just assume a patch of like nicotine patch is very odd to think about consuming something like that. Um, so there's a lot of stuff we consider with that. The main thing, though, is it always revolves around pain points, benefits, functions, and, and what is it that people actually need? I think one of the mistakes sometimes people have uh, in wellness in particular, see consumer packaged goods, is just they have a product that they like and they think is a good idea but they don't understand how like if other people like this uh, or how do I actually communicate it and make it relatable. So other or the masses end up liking it too. They get very in love with their own ideas. So I think we've taken a good approach of understanding like how do we communicate to people? Like what do they actually need? Even if they don't say that directly to us um, a little bit, I, in, I guess, into our product strategy. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's really important, right? Again, you're, you're kind of looking at it from, again, we talked about it, that holistic point of view where, yeah, it started with CBD, but, what is it? 72% of people are dehydrated, right? Like it's just like such an insane number to me where like, I'm never dehydrated. I can promise anybody that. I mean, I'm sure I have been recently, but like I drink first thing I do slam a glass of water when I wake up at six 50 or whatever in the morning, that's literally the best thing you could do to start your day is just drink a glass of water. Because think about it. You've either, you probably haven't drank in like, I don't know, like a solid 12, 10, 12 hours, depending on when your last glass of water was, uh, you're, you're dehydrated. So drink a glass of water. You feel a million times better in the morning. So I make yep. sure to do that every single morning. Um, but no, man, I, th- I think it's really great. I think what you guys are doing is really cool. Uh, I think the product is is very important. And again, from the, the perspective where it came from, from the, the business side, I think is really interesting. And that's why I love to have these conversations because it also comes from that athlete side of you and you know how to help people in, the, in those perspectives. So Matt, this has been absolutely fantastic. Matt Lombardi, co-founder of Beam. Uh, not going to say former professional hockey player with the <laughs> devils and the penguins. No such thing as a former athlete. You're still an athlete now, Matt, where can everyone follow you? Where can everyone follow beam? Give me all the, uh, give me all the links, give me all everywhere we can go. And then I'll put them in the show notes for everybody that's listening on the podcast. Cool. Yeah. My personal Instagram is just Matt Lombardi. The number 24 uh, beam is just at beam B E A M. And then our website is beam TLC.com. When we first launched, we had, one of our taglines was no THC, just TLC. So that's where the Love TLC it. comes from. Yeah. We'll tend to love and care. Nothing wrong with yep. that. Sincerely, Matt, this was great. Appreciate you so much, man. Thank you. All right. Bye, everybody.